The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. The XFL tries some stuff. It could be it could be improved. I was entertained by the football. So you watched? I watched a little bit, yeah. Nice. But I haven't actually had too much time to watch. I would say maybe I watch one batter and then I get back to work. Yeah. I brought the TV outside yesterday and there's on the deck. <laughs> what were you doing? What were you doing? You clean it up. <laughs> Sitting on the deck. Oh, okay. I, I didn't swear. He slurred. He slurred the S. He totally no, I did not say that. Oh, we that were concerned not, with the verb, not what yeah, he was sitting on. No, okay. he was. He was. He added an H to he sitting on the deck. Added, to, yeah, right? S-H-ing That's on the deck. It's it's erroneous. Erroneous <laughs> on all did. counts. Wow. I feel a poo coming. I don't. No, that's if, not true. If I was a neighbor, I'd be. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to leave the dog bags out there. It's another thing for a human. I didn't say. Thing. You have roommates. I was sitting on the deck. Me and Tanny both heard it. I brought the TV outside yesterday, and there's on the deck. Get off the deck! All right. God, it's so uh, stupid. I don't Look know at what Twitch, Shane. Look at the Twitch. Uh, he said it. He said it. No, I didn't yeah, Twitch. Did. I didn't Twitch. Everybody heard wow. it. Wow. No, I didn't say that. Yeah. Now you're putting words in my mouth. You didn't use the word. What did I say? I never used the word. Consent. I must have heard the word somewhere else. No, I never I said. God, I, I never. I swear to God, I know you said it. I, 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 said I, I will bet you any amount of money. I never you used. I will use, I will give you I will use the I will give you any amount of money in the world that I never used the word No that's not good. I didn't say that What I said was all right a little deck dookie all right <laughs> deck dookie I want the entire pool scrub sterilized and disinfected on the dock of the bay on the deck waste and time one two three and here, here we go, go. here we go Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It's just not a sanitary thing to do. I don't think so. No, he's got roommates and neighbors. It's, it's not, not right. It's not respectful. No. And, you know, it's funny. Even today in the pre-show meeting, Shane Reardon defending himself, demanding that he didn't say it, when two of the other three humans in attendance heard him say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a tough And battle. I just wasn't listening. <laughs> Because he's Shane. Yeah, right. He tells us not to put any stock into what he says. It makes it easy. It's like a break. It's, a, it's a tricky thing. Like, hey, don't put any stock in what I say, but make sure you listen. Right, right. It's, it's tough. a tricky thing. I haven't learned. I haven't figured out how to do it. I said I don't like when people Venmo less than $5 for things. Yeah. Just like have a running tab. I'll get you next time, whatever the case may be. Let it come out in the wash. Yeah. And now legitimately like 15 people have Venmoed me somewhere between one penny for our Mike Clevenger Legal Defense Fund, which is very <laughs> funny, uh, all, the way, all the way up to uh, $1.83 from Brad Rista. Brad. That's too much, sir. Well, you said I, less than $5. Nobody's done like four fifty yet? No. To make a point and make a joke, why bother to go up to $4? Yeah, yeah. A lot of 83 cents, um, wide-ranging, couple over a dollar at this point. Whatever the final amount is, you, you've proven your point. I'll... I'll I'll, I'll donate it tomorrow. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take out the cash we'll and, pay and, and give forward. it to someone. Of course, of course. I'm not going to pocket the listener's money. Seriously, Danny. Uh, but, I mean, if, if, if enough of you do it. <laughs> I have been one of those Concords for a while, uh, the, the old Jordan 11s. But, anyway, not the point. Um, Tanny listened to the White Sox Talk podcast. And I'm glad he listened to the whole thing. Yeah, we want, we want to be fair. We want to get, get Always it. do. Love those guys over there. Absolutely. All right. they, they do good work. Ryan McGuffey, friend of the show. They do great work, personally. Good. I, would, I wouldn't stop at good. Great. We're going to go great. We're going to go great on the, on, the, on the White Sox Talk podcast. All right. So 
He listened to the whole thing. We wanted to give Tim Anderson's comments the full context. Uh, so it wasn't just a clip on Twitter that people would take out of contact, whatever the case may be. And um, I think he's off. I think it's a little crazy to say publicly. But let's hear the entire context of what Tim Anderson said to Chuck Garfine about his role in uh, criticism, the media's role in criticism, and how that impacted uh, the team. And what happened in 2022. And what happened in 2022. Yeah, you say we just fell short. Um, you know, it's one of those seasons. You know, everybody have bad seasons. A bad day. A <laughs> bad year. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was just one of those things that, you know, things weren't going the right way. Um, sometimes you got to see how bad you can get so you can see how good you can be. Um, and so the plan is, you know, we know not to, you know, do what we did last year. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of room to grow. And, um, you know, just a lot of confusion. A lot of people pulling from, from different angles, you know, uh, not just in the clubhouse, you know, fans as well, um, a little bit of everybody. So, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is, you know, try to try to dumb that down and get it back on, you know, pulling from the same screen with everybody, including you. Including me. What do you mean including me? Including you. What are you trying to say? I ain't got to say it. You know what? I, I, well, <laughs> that, that I was questioning why you guys couldn't win? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But, uh. You know, if you if you if you if you're a part of this and you're like and you're like one of our supporters, and you see somebody struggling, that's like you know that's kind of like uh you know if you see your wife struggling, you're gonna pat her on the back, right? So that's kind of one of those things. If we're under the same umbrella. I think we should all be pulling from the same screen, and not tearing each other down, um, and not tearing players down, or you know we don't tear you down. So yeah. I think it's just one of those things. We got to support each other. We support you. We make ourselves access to you. Yeah. You know when you want to talk to us. So it's just kind of one of those things that we all got to be, you know, be on a positive screen and pull from the same screen. And uh, I think we can be better as a whole. Yeah. Was I tearing you down? No, you weren't tearing me down. You were just making, you was causing a lot of confusion. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was causing, I was, <laughs> listen, to after a lot. I mean, but you got to think about it. The fans listen to you. Yeah. Right. You're right. talking. We don't talk. We just play. Well, you, no, you talk. You can talk. We don't, we don't talk, though. We're in the game zone. We don't talk. They're listening to you. Right. So uh, if we're putting out positive energy. The positive energy is going to always yeah. follow us. You know what I'm saying? I tried. Yeah. I tried to be as positive season. as I could. Okay. It's a rough season. It's okay. <laughs> we understand. Um, you know, but but don't let go, man. It's to you know just continue to go out and, and play hard, and uh, you know really see what happens. Uh, we got a lot of room to grow. Um, we got a great ball club, a lot of energy. Um, so I mean, we can sit here and talk about the same thing. I continue to keep telling you the same thing that I said last year, and the year before, and the year before. But yeah, man, go out and just play hard. Yeah. See what happens. Man. I he is just so off on what Chuck Garfine and the media at large's role is in this thing, even though Chuck works for a television station that is owned by the owner of the White Sox. They have clearly been given uh freedom. Freedom and rope to share their opinion. Ozzie Gian is on that postgame show. It is a good postgame show. Because they tell how they really feel. And if Chuck Garfine is too critical for Tim Anderson, my goodness gracious. I mean, that man was unbelievably positive for an incredibly long period of time. And then at the end, when he like kind of got critical or broke bad on him. I thought Chuck snapped a little bit in August and September, and understandably so. Yeah, I agree with you, and I thought it was incredible television, but I, I thought it came across more as, like, the um, the disgusted fan as opposed to, like, 
the harsh critic with the knife. For sure. You know what I mean? He was he was exasper- uh, exasperated. He, he, could, he couldn't believe what he was seeing. And we know T.A. follows and unfollows people on social media. We know he's beefed with Ozzy Guillen before. We know he pays attention to this stuff. We know that a lot of athletes pay attention to this stuff. But he says, you're part of this when it's one of your supporters. Mm-hmm. We make ourselves accessible to you. Man, that is part of your job. This, that's 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 in the contract. That is part of your job to be accessible to the media pregame and postgame, at least occasionally. That's part of the whole deal. Yeah, that's how it works. This this dynamic has obviously <laughs> been around as long as professional sports has been around. And some people want the fans. Some athletes will talk about the fans needing to be more supportive. And that is in and of itself, of course, debatable and, you know, a, a silly road to start to walk down. But to assume that the media is supposed to be that way in this day and age is kind of crazy. Now, because it's pre and post on a team-owned outlet and they're playing it in the locker room for the team, maybe he's under the mistaken impression that it's supposed to be like other sports where there is in-house media that doesn't approach being critical or analytical. For instance, on the Bears website, you'll see any number of media creations. Or on the Bulls website, you'll see any number of media creations that are not critical. But assuming a pre- and post-game is supposed to fall into that is a deep lack of understanding of how the world still continues to work. And, and I'm not – listen, Tim Anderson, I like T.A. I love when he comes on the show. I love that he shares opinions. He does not need to have – like a 10 out of 10 level of media literacy and understanding of the roles of each of these machinations within the whole ecosystem of professional baseball and, and sports conversation around the White Sox. He doesn't need to, but that is not it. And we're still Chicago, man. Like, it, we might not be New York, Boston, or Philly in terms of an adversarial media, but it's not Omaha. You know, it, you're not going to roll over for the team when the team sh- says be more positive. You're you're not supposed to. <laughs> like, 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 you know what I mean? I, huh. I, 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 and sometimes I it bothers me that we're not a little bit more in New York, Philly, Boston as a collective. But I mean, if listen, if you can't say hmm. that Tim Anderson is wrong, and that is a wildly incorrect opinion yes not every opinion is is creating you're that is not right it comes across as kind of soft and hey man you don't understand what's going on when you're talking about like that created confusion within the locker room and that was part of what contributed to last year so we're trying to just have positive vibes like you're trying to put the thumb on the scale to chuck garfine to be positive this year in case guys struggle and if he's not well then maybe people won't talk to you in the locker room Man, what are you? What? What? Yeah, no, it's it's what last year was a mess <laughs> for lots and lots of reasons that are well documented and oft discussed, and some were at the hands of certain players who had a mess going on in their lives, and TA was one of them. And there's a manager that was an issue. There were all a bunch of different front office guys coming down trying to light a fire that never got lit. I mean, there were so many different things. So to point it there is really, really wrong and and really kind of ignorant of the ecosystem. The other thing is, on a human level, 
You got a problem with somebody in the media, anybody in the media, and I've had this happen to me. You've had this happen to you. And I'm, I chuck his head happen Almost weekly. So, but if you got a problem with somebody in the media and they're asking you to do an interview, then you talk to them. Before you do the interview, you say, you know what, can we talk for a minute first here? I've had players do this. We've all had coaches do this or executives do this or whatever. Say, oh, that's an interesting thought. Well, like- because so if you're Tim Anderson, you're allowed to feel however the hell you want to feel about how Chuck Garfine does his job. And you can even say... I thought you, you know, you're doing pre and post, man. And I come on this podcast a lot. And it's like, and what are you doing? You want to say that? Say it to him privately, person to person. When you do it like this and you're trying to kind of bully him on hit the, the podcast and being on the record, that opens it up to everybody else. Come take a look at our text lines, Tim. Well, it opens I'm glad it up to every, it this well, way. Like, like, like for, for, the, for the content of it. Hey, man. Like it, it for, was, for the it, content of it, sure. But, uh, but that's why I'm talking about. Man to man, if it got to you, if Chuck was a guy you thought had your back and all of a sudden you thought for whatever reason he was turning on you, then talk to him about it right there in person and then do the interview and talk to the fans. Don't forget, that's not just you and Chuck. That's everybody. You're talking to everybody. And now your own fans are like, how soft are you? Come on, what are you doing? Why do you make it so easy to dislike you? This is the way fans feel. You could have handled it like a man and avoided that part of it completely. Yeah, he definitely could have. I'm glad he didn't. Because I think it was it it's insightful, man. There 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 is some legitimate insight here mm. into what they have. You know, there, we've heard Steve Stone tell the story about him and um, and and Kent Merker with 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 with, uh, with Chip Carey. Oh, and, and, yeah, yeah, Kent Merker and more yeah, marching up to the press right. box on the final day, final home game of the two thousand four season. It's just it's just it's a it's a it's a it's a bad tact to take. I think it's very silly. I can't believe the idea that like it created confusion in the clubhouse and he is talking about it. He's talking about it in the context of a bad season as if it contributed, even 1% contributed to their struggles last year. Mm. Man, what about injuries? What about your manager? What about anything going on internally? We, we just had a caller uh, call in and ask why you guys aren't aren't talking about Ozzy. What about Ozzy? About Ozzy talking to players or criticizing players. That, that's just a caller. Caller didn't want to go on the air, but a well, caller wanted to know why you're not talking about Ozzy. Did, didn't Tim tweet about that? It, it, Tim tweeted about it l- last year. I mean, see, Ozzie, did Ozzy just call? A caller called in and asked why you're not talking about Ozzy. It was just I, a caller. It was just a caller. From the Burbs. From the Burbs. Interesting. Well, hmm. all I'll say is this. Could you imagine telling Ozzy Gian to pull at the same end of the rope? Well, it's idiotic. To not create confusion? When, when like, I, was, the, I was like, what, it, what, what show did they watch? No, the, th- the thing is about, <laughs> uh, about Ozzy, it's like Ozzy played the position better than you, Tim. So Ozzy played the position and, and understands, and you're a better offensive player, a better overall player. But but Ozzy can Ozzy can speak on it and it's absolutely a no brainer. I would love when you're to sitting play those next, comments for Ozzy. When you're sitting next to to Ozzy and in conversation and trying to bond with Ozzy, of course, eventually as you're watching the ugliness, it it wears off and you become salty. Chuck became salty a little bit at the end. It's uh, completely expected and understandable. Yeah, of course. And and and, and like, it's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> 
Like I, I know that the the media is shrinking, and the teams have their own YouTube page and their own social media page, and they own these networks. I think that's what it and, is. As you and, as you and, curate your own media bubble, maybe TA is becoming a guy who really only wants to have the ones that that talk about hey him man, in a good way. And I'll say this too: to to not it's, this is not just on TA. We we heard. Lance Lynn talk about James Fegan, the F in the athletic. We Rick Hahn is as in tune with Twitter as any general manager or executive in sports that I've ever heard. Like they, they are aware of what is being said about them. We just talked about the Chiefs. Like athletes have Instagram and Twitter, and we should be held accountable for our opinions, just like they should be held accountable for their play. And frankly, I think that there is something to us in the media. We we don't make what we made. Back in the 90s and the early 2000s, before podcasts and Spotify and Apple and Hulu and the splintering of media. And so we want jobs everywhere and we want to be friends everywhere and get hired everywhere. And so maybe we're not as critical of other outlets and like media coverage and all, and all of that stuff. But like they do a good, <laughs> seriously, like they, it, I mean, it was, seriously, I think that that is part of it. Mm-hmm. But like they do a good job at NBC Sports Chicago of being on a network that Jerry Reinsdorf owns, talking about teams that he owns. We're going to ask Goff about it. Goff's coming in at four. I Could you imagine? Like, that show doesn't pull punches when they talk about the Bulls. Like, imagine if Zach Levine said to Casey Johnson in the locker room after the game, hey, man, you're on our team. That would be insane. Mm. Isn't that what TA is doing right yeah, there? That, well, that, is, that is crazy. I, I think I think the Sox Talk podcast, very <laughs> specifically, so the Sox Talk podcast has gotten access to anybody and everybody, and we could ask Chuck or Ryan about it. I think they've achieved something which is very specific, which is they have infiltrated. So TA might be looking at Chuck as the guy he has seen for damn near every day of his career and every week of his yeah. career. And that's worth a conversation with Chuck, actually. Or worth Because T.A. might see it as team association and, and these are the guys to talk to and probably has been told by PR for years since he was a young player. These are the guys to talk to. And then there's Chuck doing that portion of his life and job on TV and bonding with Ozzy over what is very obviously – a dysfunctional team. And, you know, sometimes we access different parts of our personality to do different roles within the media. It's it's a bad look for Tim, and he's confused. And I continue to think if he had dealt with it off the air, they could have had a conversation which cleared it up. I tell you what, guys, that's why I love keeping the phones open, especially on the show and taking all these calls, because of that great man from the suburbs. Probably my favorite caller. I wanted, love that wanted caller. to talk about Ozzy. Love that caller yeah. so much. He's a good caller. He should call more often. I feel like he was Ozzy. I, just, this is just a guy. Just We're a, talking yeah, about a guy. A, it, was it was Ozzy Jr. It, it That's who it was. It was just a guy calling. No, it was just a, a passionate White Sox fan. Just imagine. <laughs> I mean, it, when I heard that, I was like. Suburbs, huh? Moved I, out there. I was so confused. I was, I, it, did I teleport out of a major media market? Am I in some sort of bizarro world 
did I forget how this is supposed to work? And it's like, been a, like, it's what, been a what feather missing. It's been a feather in the cap, frankly. Um, one of the few for the Reinsdorfian uh, teams that they allow the rights holder, of course, to do what they do. Yes, that is a good thing. They do a great job, and and it's and a great to, job to allow that is a wonderful thing. And not every team will do that in every market. Yeah, so they they should get the players on board with that idea it, as well. You I, play I'm, in Chicago, man. Uh, I, you like, know. Point of thumb in terms of last year. I'm trying to think about all the different people who have said that we underachieved. This is the first time I've heard the uh, the media blamed and heard you know the pre and post people blamed. Kopech pointed a thumb this week. You know, uh, most more more guys need to point a thumb. And look inwards. I hope this is not part of Pedro Grafal's messaging. Well, so we're going to posit that theory and hear on uh, some other stuff that T.A. said about this camp and Jose Abreu, and we, we, can, we can do that before our uh, Bears hypothetical of the day this week, or this day it's a deep dive into the center position if Ryan Poles looks to upgrade there in the draft or free agency. That's in 20 minutes. More of this stuff on the score. If you judge social media and just talking to fans, they're negative about the team. They have concerns and they are skeptical about what you guys can do. What would you say to the fans out there who would think that you guys will have another rough season? Well, I mean, you look, even some of our writers have given us Fs in the offseason grades and things like that. So when it's all said and done, our job is with whatever team we have, figure out how to make be the best possible team we can. I, I, listen, I want to be held accountable for our opinions. I love that they all consume it. I just think using it as motivation is one thing. Trying to control it and say you're part of why we're losing because you were critical. Yeah. Pull at the same end of the rope is just crossing some red line somewhere that just shows a complete lack of understanding of what's going on here. The the one benefit of the doubt that I'm going to give Tim Anderson is the multifaceted nature of Chuck's relationship specifically with the team. And it's not just the Sox, Sox Talk pod, podcast. Um, and this is no fault on Chuck. This is just the way that our, that our lives work and the business works. Uh, a texter points out, the bits that Chuck has done where he drives players around in the car. Remember, he drove Eloy from Wrigley to guaranteed rate for an interleague series. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's an insider thing. And it's like, hey, we're pals. And you establish a closeness and a trust in that way to do that thing. And then all of a sudden, here you are breaking on the team critically it's a multi-layered thing that can be difficult. It's like, and we've seen this in newspapers now for years, but I remember when the Sun-Times, I think, was the first one that started making beat writers also columnists. And I'm looking like, wait a minute. How is a beat writer supposed to go into a locker room and ask hard questions and do what they got to do, but then they're writing a column the next day ripping a guy? Like, how? It's a, you're, putting, you're putting people in a weird place as businesses lose money and streamline things and guys want to show their versatility. You know what I mean? So T.A. might not have an understanding of what Chuck's doing in that role as opposed to the Chuck that he's known for six, seven years. Sure. That is a very kind interpretation of what's going on here. The flip side is it doesn't impact winning and losing. It doesn't create confusion. You don't have to be worried about access. Yeah, that's not even a flip side. That is a, like, that like, is a like, definitive like, starting point like, that you got to understand that you got a point of thumb. Yeah, Perhaps he, especially if the guy that you're close to is turning on you, then maybe you got to look in the mirror yeah, a little bit. He, here's, the, here's who's on the White Sox team, okay? The entire list of them. Do they wear 
White Sox hats and jerseys to work. They're on the team. Or if you want to say, hey, well, the medical staff, the training staff, if, if they're in the dugout during the game, then you can expect some degree of loyalty unilaterally. But even then, you should be able to accept criticism if you don't respect 90 or whatever hmm. from a teammate or a coach. Like what, we were confused? We were confused. He said we were confused. What are they talking about, Confusion man? Confusion in the locker And room. so this idea of, like, are they doing – is this, like, being fed, right? Is this, is this, like, hey, this guy gave you an F. This is an us-against-the-world thing. Not even our own beat writers believe in you. Man, that's stuff you see in college. Like, Jim Beheim, Be- Jim Beheim used to crush the, sure. the, the Syracuse Post-Standard beat reporter. But, but, every, but every, everybody, everybody does it on some level. Uh, and not everybody, but, like, lots and lots of professional teams do it on some level. So here's the thing, Danny. The subtext is this team sucked last year through, and they are pretty much the same team. They've got a few different additions, really just a couple small ones and a couple kids who are going to do some stuff, but really it's the same guys. So they have to get better and it's got to be through motivation and it's got to be through focus and management and stuff. So I'm sure for them, they are clinging to anything they can find yeah. to motivate them. Whether it's being fed is this whole organization-wide thing is an interesting idea that we'll have to dig into and see if we can find proof of that. And I still like TA. I, you know, you can have a bad opinion, you know, so I hope, I hope he can compartmentalize it if this gets back to him or whatever. Like, just, you're wrong on this one, man. It happens. Let's hear what else he said on the White Sox Talk podcast. Here's, am I too late, Tanny? Am I too late? I mean, <laughs> kind of, yeah. So I'm pick, sorry. So, so pick what you want here. On Abreu leaving or more of the back and forth on the postgame show with Chuck? Oh, more of that then. Because they started talking about, like, you know, uh, what about the vibe in the clubhouse this season? And we're trying to pivot here, talking about the good things that are happening. And then it sort of devolved. Let's into, do that. Let's do that. That's on point to what we're trying let's to get do, to the let's bottom do that of. that one. You know, we got got a lot of room to get better. Um, so far, you know, the first day has been going good. Uh, you know, I've been here for a minute. Um, so it's a lot of positive things, a lot of new faces, a lot of good energy. So uh, we're just going to continue to keep building off of that and, uh, you know, see where it leads. Well, I will watch what I say Ugh. on the shows this year. If, if I upset you in any way, I don't think I upset you. I think no, I just was speaking too much to, truth. You never get to me. You never get to me. Um, and it's cool to speak the truth. You know, it's cool. Yeah. You know, uh, but just not speaking for me. I'm speaking for a whole. You know, yeah. I ain't the only one on the team. You never know who, who you may get to, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, so, I, I'm aware of that. Yeah. I'm aware the lights are on me. Yeah. I'm aware that that show yeah. might be seen in the clubhouse. That's what I'm saying. And then you roll in and you want to talk to guys and then guys may be rude. Because they see you on, they see, right, for real. That's no, I, Yeah, yeah. No one was really rude to me, actually. Okay. Well, I mean, some, some people may make it hard for you to have access to them. Yeah, man. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I know. I yeah, know. so. This is the tightrope that I walk. That's what I'm saying. So yes. sometimes you got to be careful. I, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. You guys got to be careful. You got to win more games, make my job easier. That's the plan. That's the goal. Then we all be pulling from the same screen. For real. You're well, not all this, is, uh, this has been enlightening for me. I, I needed to hear this. And uh, listen, I mean, when you have a bad game, this is this is where I feel bad for you guys. You lose a game. It may not be your fault, but you lose a game, and I got to stick a microphone right at your face and ask you what happened. For me, that's that's like, man, come on, we play 162 games. You know, we're not gonna win all of them. Yeah. Like, if we did, then like that's such a blessing. 
But, uh, you know, for me, like, once the night over with, like, it's over with. You know, I'm on to tomorrow because, you know, um, I still got to go home and, and real life is going on. You know, real life is going on. I really worry about, you know, uh, I can't do anything to change. It already happened. So it's just all about moving on and, uh, you know, keep pushing forward and, uh, you know, not really worry about opinions. I mean, yeah. no matter. For real. Yeah. Well, you know who's the happiest person after you win? I shouldn't say the happiest, but I am one of the happiest people because... Oh, you know, we hear you. We hear you then, too. <laughs> so it's not like we're not just going to hear you when it's bad. We hear you when it's good, too. Like, we always hear you. Yeah. You always I, on the TV. It's all a business. So, you yes. know, we get it. We yes. get it. You know, we're just trying to be friends, though. You know, we don't want, beef. We don't want you beef with nobody in the club. No, I was no, just no. To... They, they, they gave me this hashtag, Salty Chuck, last season because I was getting salty on the air. <laughs> You be like that. Be like I don't want to be like that. I know. I don't want you like that either. That's bad. I don't want you walking around salty. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's it's salty Chuck and happy Chuck. So whatever you can to to make me happy this year, I, I'd appreciate it. Man. All right. <laughs> you know what, dude? That that's it's a relationship. Tim's been there a long time. Chuck has been around in a number of different ways. That is a relationship. Tim, handle that off the air. Seriously, you got you got an issue with the relationship? Try to get a little a little smarter about the many different roles that Chuck has filled and the different levels that you know him as and, and deal with it off the air and then show up and do an interview with, with some sense of maturity, please. How wow. about you do your job, he does his. His job doesn't impact your job. It shouldn't. There's no reason why his job should impact your job. Man. It might not... It, if, if you don't like what he says and you don't want to give him an interview, then that's a consequence that you can make a choice to be unprofessional, and that can impact Chuck's job, and then Chuck can make a decision yeah. on if he wants to pull punches or not. But that you, like, you can impact Chuck's job. Chuck should not impact your job. It should not have anything the, to do you're, with You're your the job. baseball player. Well, you're that, the guy with the bat and I, the hat and the funny pants. I know, but I think Tim, Tim seems to have needed a friend last year, and thought he had one in Chuck and then thought he did not. So he's yeah. giving a little too much power to the to the Chuckster there. <laughs> that's that's fascinating. That, that, I, I continue to think that is a personal integration that, that Tim is should should have kept a little bit more professional. I am the, glad he didn't. Um well <laughs> and for content? Yeah man, yeah. It's, it, that is crazy insightful. That was that was unfiltered, honest, flawed logic yeah that's true and and he seems to be talking about speaking for other guys on the team yeah I'll, like I'll, that, 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 that that i am really glad he didn't i am um i am very glad that elvis andrus is here because that is a veteran that is a leader who would not do that kind of thing would not think of the media that way and hopefully we'll have the ear of some young guys if they do think of the media that way it's just not good that's that, not how you do it that a dozen people have texted in some version of Tim Anderson, Mitch Trubisky, someone's got to turn all these TVs off. Like that's just not that is not how you win. That is that is that is that is just not a good mentality, man. That is that is thinking and devoting way too much mental remember, energy to stuff that doesn't impact. You remember you. like a year and a half ago going through the list and talking about how many interesting and likable stories there were on this team? I, again, I don't even really find it. I, I guess I find it unlikable. I I'm just I, I'm blown away by it. I, I that that is like a baffling stance to to take publicly and act like what he does impacts you to do your job. It shouldn't be that way, man. There's no reason for that to exist like that. Uh, every day at three o'clock, 
we highlight something that Ryan Poles is hypothetically considering this offseason. Who's going to be the captain of that offensive line? Does Justin Fields need a center? Draft, free agent, trade options. We go through the position. You'll hear from Olin Krutz. It's next on The Score.